Hi everyone, I'm Allison Dijak and you're listening to Midtown Radio. Now although spring is looking a little different for the world right now, that isn't stopping many folks from getting outside and getting their gardens started. Midtown is home to many beautiful gardens in front yards and backyards, on balconies and in community spaces. Today I sat down with Shirley Goslin, the president of the Cherry Park Neighborhood Association, to get some great insight into getting a garden started. Hi Shirley, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good, Allison. <laughs> yeah, we have a, a bit of a rainy day today, but uh, it's not too bad. We need those days for the gardens, right? <laughs> well, yes, the spring bulbs need the watering. <laughs> exactly. So Shirley, what has spring looked like at your house so far? Is there anything that you've added to your routine with the warmer weather now upon us? Well, with the warmer weather, we're getting out and doing more gardening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been basically just in my yard because of the closure. Mm-hmm, of course. But I'm really missing getting over to the community gardens and uh, on the, at the community flower beds, working in them as well. Do you have um, any favorite plants at home that you're anxiously awaiting to see come up? Are there any that are kind of, uh, you know, your favorite one to look out for? Well, I'm very fond of the spring bulbs. Mm -hmm. That's probably why we plant a lot of them each fall. Mm -hmm. And when I work with the, the school garden club, I get the youngest grades to plant bulbs, and then they have to wait until they <laughs> bloom in the spring. But to me, planting those bulbs in the fall is an act of faith and hope that spring will come again. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's always it's always a fun little treat to see them come up, and you kind of think, you know, whatever whatever the winter had and whatever it did, uh, you know, to our lives, there's there's always still spring coming and there's always hope that they'll come back up again every year, right? Yes, so they're my favorites. Mm -hmm. I'm also very fond of fragrant flowers. And so I love it when the lilacs come out and the apple blossoms. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's different flowers every month and... Uh, but my the fragrant ones are my favorites, and I have a a soft spot for the ones that you can eat. <laughs> Definitely. Do you do you have any of those at your house? Oh, sweet sicily. Oh, I've never heard of that plant before. You Is can it eat, uh, the foliage okay. it has a, a mild licorice taste? Wow. And when the seed pods are green. Oh, lovely green, uh, juicy uh, licorice taste. Is that like, is it like a bush or a tree or, or a smaller plant? It's a smaller plant. It's probably in the herb category. Okay. Wow. But it has uh, white flowers on it, but mm -hmm. they usually don't get more than two feet tall. Lovely. Wow, that's great. I'll have to keep an eye out for that one. Now, and then there's a leaf or fennel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the dill, they have a nice white flower bowl. You can't tell them apart till you taste the seeds. So. Oh, okay. But you know the difference. <laughs> That's great. Now, I have walked by your garden many times, Shirley, and I'm always in awe of, you know, how full of life it is and how beautifully arranged all the flowers are. Um, did you grow up doing a lot of gardening or was it something you picked up more in adulthood? Well, I have to give most of the credit to the flower beds to my husband. 
and he prefers an English style, which is sort of looks like a, it grows by itself at random, but it's not it's not random. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into it, I'm sure. Uh, perennial beds are a lot less work than uh, annuals because mm-hmm. they come back every year on their own. So they're less work, actually, than a lawn. Okay, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's not like you have to cut them or pull the dandelions out or anything like that, right? Oh, I do dig the dandelions. That's one of my duties. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess I guess we have to do a little bit of weeding to make sure those plants get, uh, you know, all the nutrients and water that they need, well, definitely. Well, our front garden is uh, drought tolerant, so we only water new plants when they're put in uh so and then uh, our uh, backyard is uh, the first part is a shade garden mm-hmm. and then lower down it's more moist so then we have uh, the plants that like a moisture ground and at the far back it's actually a bit of a wetland so we have mm-hmm. wetland species in there great that's wonderful i i would imagine that there's some people that might not know that there's you know different plants that really prefer different environments. I know uh, last year I I had my first summer in our house when we moved here and we had this one area that we tried to plant peonies. Um, we transplanted some from uh, our parents' house and uh, it was far too wet for them. It was right by our rain barrel and our rain barrel kept overflowing and uh, it was just not the right, not the right place for peonies to be a little too shaded as well. So Well, they love full sun. Mm-hmm, exactly. The moisture, it's all, it depends on how wet it is by your rain barrel, yeah. but full sun. They want that. Yeah, yeah, and that part of the house didn't quite have that. So we're gonna we're gonna think about transplanting them in the future so that they can get what they need a little bit more. <laughs> One of the things I'm going to miss when we have our online plant sale mm-hmm. is usually on our plant sale, half the fun was people came seeking garden advice, and knowing where they're going to plant things is half the battle. Because you want the right place, a plant for the right location. Mm-hmm. You can't put a sun and uh, a rose in the shade. They yeah. will not be happy. Of course. And the same as I, I feel bad when people put hostas in full sun. <laughs> they don't need that. Varieties you can tolerate it, but they prefer more shade. Mm-hmm. And you see them burning in the sun. Oh my! Yeah, there's. There's so much to, you know, the different plants. They all have their own little, almost like personalities, right? Different things that they that they like and things that will make them thrive or, you know, shrivel up a little bit. So, yeah. That's well, it's really like important. people. If you put a, an extrovert in a job with a lot of details and mm-hmm. they don't thrive there and you don't put an introvert who's good on computer in where they have to be face-to-face with people. For sure. They're not going to thrive. Yeah. Oh, that's an amazing comparison. where their strengths are and they do much better. Exactly. Shirley, I'm wondering, do you remember one of the first plants that you ever tried to grow by yourself? One of the first things you planted? Oh, I would be really young. <laughs> I would be the, I'm more into the vegetables, and uh, we always, everywhere we lived, tried to grow vegetables Mm -hmm. in uh, our backyard. And we were in Montreal, and the soil is very clay. 
<laughs> great for corn, not so good for a lot of things, though. I think probably beans. Okay, nice. Like They're like green. grow, and they can grow like an inch or two in a day. It's quite exciting for a child to watch a beans grow. Yeah, I remember uh, a few years ago before I got a teaching job, I worked as a nanny uh, for three little kids. And there was one summer that I brought them a really big pots. They didn't have a garden, but I brought big pots and we planted some beans. And they were away on vacation for a week. So they had a week off and I had a week off. And when they came back that first Monday that I was back, the beans had grown and the kids were so excited. I was excited too that finally they had grown like probably almost eight inches in that week. And that was really exciting to just oh, see yeah. so much beans growth. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're growing like a pole bean, it can grow that fast. Mm -hmm, definitely. Do you have any advice for maybe someone that's starting out uh, a garden or they just want to get some plants going? What's something that might be like an easier plant to grow? Maybe some easy flowers or easier vegetables or, or herbs to get started? Well, a lot depends on their soil type and their sun conditions. Okay. Hmm. If you want to grow for food, most people like tomatoes. Mm -hmm. And... You can grow it in a pot, so even you, even you get some. It likes at least six hours of sun, but you could move your pot to get try and get that. <laughs> yeah, maybe for people uh, with with uh, a balcony um, or something. Well, not all balconies face sunward, but uh, if you have sun, a tomato because there's nothing better than plucking a warm tomato off the vine, just popping in your mouth and <laughs> having a burst. Yeah. Chili tomatoes. Oh, they're so much fun. Uh, and they're not hard to grow. Uh, all you need is sun and remember to water them because they they dry out. Uh, they you'll know if they're drying out. They'll okay. get all wimpy. So they're really fun tomatoes to grow. Uh, a lot depends on what you like to eat. Mm -hmm. Um. And where you're planting, so much depends on where you're planting it. Of course, yeah. So maybe for, for any first-time gardeners, it might be worth digging around the soil a bit and seeing if it's a drier area or or a wetter area or how much sun they realize it's getting during make the day. Make a sun chart. Mm -hmm. uh, you make a, a chart of where you want to plant and then you go out every hour and, and mark. You oh. have copies of that. Where is it sunny at that hour? Is it not? And then you can actually see how much sunlight you do have. Wow, that's a great idea because, yeah, I notice sometimes when I buy seed packets or, or just an already, already sprouted plant, um, it'll say like eight hours of sun. And I've never really thought about the exact number of hours. You know, I think, oh, yeah, it seems like a sunny area. But yeah, Good charting part. the hours is a great idea. Vegetables need at least six hours of sun a day and if you can give them 8, 10, 12, they're happy. Uh, herbs can be a little more tolerant of shade and then shady areas are quite challenging what you can grow in them. So uh, you'll see in most shade gardens you're going more for foliage than flowers but there's some wonderful lovely foliage plants out there. My husband's current uh, love interest, he it goes I love and with certain plants every time mm -hmm. the hookras 
because they can be anywhere from a, a brilliant a limey yellow, a green all the way down to almost black. They're such a purpley oh, color. The hoopers and bronzes and dark greens so there's quite a variety of colors with the hookra leaves wow i i've never heard of that plant before that's very neat uh oh metal rue there's so many different types of rue okay i had one metal rue and they can take quite a bit of shade and the flowers on them were uh were like uh, pink popcorn oh wow and the leaves are these tiny, delicate leaves. Mm-hmm. This, uh, they're sort of like the leaves you'll see on a col- columbine. They're quite little, delicate little bear paws. So there's so many different types of foliage that you can get. And the ferns are a different shape mm-hmm. and texture of foliage. The yeah, Solomon yeah. seals, the valerians. And, oh, valerian smell. <gasps> <laughs> it smells like vanilla. Wow. Oh, wow. I, I need to look up that one. It smells like vanilla. <laughs> Not that great uh, thing to look at, but oh, the smell. Mm-hmm. That's great. I, yeah. I know that I have um, some lily of the valleys that are coming soon, and they always make the backyard smell really, really nice. They're very aggressive. Yeah, they are. They <laughs> spread everywhere. quite a bit. We, uh, we, so like I said, last year was our first summer at, uh, at the house. So it was just kind of, you know, seeing what would come up and surprise us. And we had a whole corner of our yard that was all lily of the valleys. We dug a f- some of them up, but honestly, I feel like we're still going to have a big patch again. They seem pretty resilient. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you basically need like a cement border around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same as the goutweed, sometimes called snow on the mountains. Okay. Which you see often in the eaves of houses where it's shady oh. and dry. Mm-hmm. And you see this variegated leaf plant. That's, yeah, that's goutweed. Wow. I had a contest once at one home between the goutweed and the lily of the valley to see who was tougher. <laughs> and which one won in the end? Goutweed. <laughs> It actually went under three feet of concrete and was coming up the other side. Oh, no. Wow. It's, you know, it's amazing what these plants will do. They they certainly can take over if, if, you, if you let them. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shirley, for joining me today. It was great to learn more about getting gardens going in the city and to hear some of your stories of gardening as well. Thanks for uh, asking, Allison. Shirley Goslin is the president of the Cherry Park Neighborhood Association and an avid gardener here in Midtown. I'm Allison Dijak, and you're listening to Midtown Radio.